Hey, everybody. As the Thanksgiving season is upon us, we at Studio C41 want to take a moment to thank you, the listeners. We have seen so much growth in the past two and a half years in doing this podcast, and it wouldn't be possible without you. Happy Thanksgiving and shoot some film. Dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hey everybody, this is the One Hour Photo Podcast by Studio C41. I didn't get to do anything again! You would never want to. I mean, you're not wrong. I guess that's fair. I... Uh, I guess. Don't go changing it up now. That's fine. All right, I get it. We don't need you anymore, CMC. That's all right. I'll I I'll go where I'm appreciated. No, one hour photo starring Bill and Jordana. Yep. It'll probably work out for the best. Yes. I think I think my time is done. My time is coming on. <laughs> Never. So, um, well, welcome everybody. Uh, it is a studio recording. So, uh, we and have- by studio, you do mean a blanket fort. In the blanket fort, yes, that's right. I cannot forget that. So, uh, so yes, we have a full table here. So, uh, going around, we got Steve and Jordana, and of course, Emery. How's it going, man? Pretty good. All right, you still didn't give him a microphone, Bill. No, I don't <laughs> want to give him a microphone, damn it. So, no, he's got to earn it. <laughs> I'm not I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And so, the recording stops. Oh, dang it. So, uh, we got uh, an actual agenda here, you know, so... You know, yeah, this is far too organized. It is. Um, <laughs> that's really why I'm not saying anything in the intro. Well, I mean, you know, after the, one of the episodes, Jordan is like, look, you need to get your ass together, Bill, and, like, actually provide exactly an agenda. It is. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly is. right. She's like, I can't work like this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, we do have some show notes, and... and uh, we're going to try to stick to them, so we'll see how good we are with it and anything <laughs> along those lines. So, uh, hey, everybody, and um, <laughs> what you been up to, Jordan? Hello's around the table. How has everyone been? <laughs> <laughs> Recent photo slash personal projects. <laughs> you guys are horrible. <laughs> so terrible. Hey, man, I'm just reading the script. I can't work yes, like this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, How's it going, Jordan? <laughs> Good. Uh. <laughs> so what projects have you been working on? Oh Any recent gosh. photo or personal projects? <laughs> um, yeah, I actually um. have news. Oh, I, hey. Um, two of my shoots have been accepted for publication. Dude, what? Well, what? I had I, no idea. That's phenomenal. Same. You were saving that for the recording. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Wow. That's awesome. Which, yeah. which shoots? Um, so shoots I haven't released yet because, um, yeah, because I've been submitting them, but, um, yeah, so I did that, that, uh, floral shoot with the mama and baby that your friend that you recommended, the florist. Brit. Oh yeah. 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 Did that one. Nice. Um, that's coming out soon. And then another shoot I did with another florist actually, um, with the two models and it was like this whole scene where, um, the storyline of them like swimming in the river and then going to have a picnic anyway um did this really cool shoot with that and that one also got accepted and then um so both of those are gonna come out 
within the next few weeks, I think, online. Um, but then, so one of the models that I had photographed asked me to model with her for this shoot in Athens for this uh, local um, Athens magazine. And, but it's like a printed magazine. And anyway, we did that. And then they were asking about my work. And now they want to do a feature on me in their printed magazine. And also maybe have me shoot an editorial for their bridal issue uh, that comes out next awesome. summer. So lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited because I was like, cool. I've been trying for several months now yeah. to get, you know, to get published. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even though I've been published in the past, but it had been a while since I had really mm. submitted anything. And then once I started submitting, it was just kind of. I don't know, something wasn't catching on and I was like super depressed about it for yeah. like a long time. Well, in one of my interviews that I had with Joel was like that dry spell where it was like, oh my gosh, there's just been so many no's, no, no, no. And then yeah. finally that yes comes in and it's like huge. Yeah. And then so, I got like two yeses in a row and then awesome. maybe a third. So that is crazy exciting. Yeah. I'm really like happy and relieved. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. And I'm excited for them to come out because I have been holding on to these shoots for a little while now too. So mm. I'm excited to post about them. Yeah, um, because it's some of honestly definitely some of my best work. I think. So um, yeah, that's I'll awesome. let everyone know. <laughs> well, keep us in the loop on it. I want to. I want to hear when this goes out and what magazine. And- yeah. Where it all goes so we can pick up a copy and have you sign it and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> it's funny, actually, a picture I shot of Pip the Pansy got um, printed without credit, unfortunately, but Ouch. it got printed in the Charleston newspaper um, the, like yesterday or something, and I didn't cool. realize it, but um, I contacted them, asked them to at least credit me on their on- the online version. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're so sorry. Um, why don't I send you a few copies of the newspaper? And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But I'm like, what are you going to do? I mean, it's a newspaper. I didn't really feel like I, I yeah. could ask for any. I don't know. It's not an advertisement. It's sure. just, yeah. a, you know, it's just an editorial kind yeah. of thing. But, I mean, it is kind of like, you know, getting printed work, even in a newspaper, is kind of cool. And I I wish I had been credited, but at least I'll have some copies I can. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can cool. sign those for you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, congratulations to you on that. So Thanks. So, Stephen, um, yeah. according to the agenda here, it uh, it says, uh, what are... Uh, how, oh, I already said how, hello to you. Yeah, so, okay. okay. All right, got it. So, All right. Uh, recent photo slash personal projects, question mark? Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to read it like that. So... You know, uh, are you working on any personal projects or any recent photo? The stuff? bit's the bit's not funny anymore, Bill. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's so sad. He didn't get to be a part of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Nice. Go ahead, Bill. So what were you? So the uh, recent photos and personal projects? Question oh my mark. God, you guys. Uh, painful. It is. I'm sorry. I just like to. I I like uh. Popping Bill's uh, balloons. It's fun. <laughs> um, I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so I can go home. Um, yeah, recent photo personal projects. Um, 
Dude, I would love to have some recent personal projects. It has mm-hmm. been a bit of uh, still just trying to, you know, uh, keep my son alive. Uh, <laughs> been doing a pretty good job at that. And then um, just trying to get caught up on still like mm. editing and stuff from uh, from kind of the backlog, like yeah. finally into the month of October. So I, uh, I'm getting there. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that, though. I don't have an excuse for it, but yeah, I'm, you know. I'm very behind. <laughs> I mean, you can use my son as an excuse if you want. Okay. Be like, you know, no, my friend Steven had a baby and it's just really throwing me off. <laughs> it's exhausting. It, let me tell you. Yeah, really, your friend really has a baby. Is. Yeah. I mean, do you have any friends with no babies? Sleep. Then, you know, you know, you know, what, you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. All so right. So, more, yeah. More, more pictures of him. Uh, yeah, I mean, geez, it's been, haven't even, like, shot that much of him lately, just because mm. it's been a little bit of, uh, uh, like, Amanda's gone back to work, so I'm, I'm doing the stay-at-home dad thing, and then also trying to finish up and deliver some stuff before Thanksgiving, but, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, still been getting out, like, shooting, had more fun, like, client work coming in, shooting a proposal next week, so. Nice. Yeah. Um. You did a bit big booking for Oh yeah, summer? I did actually already booked one shoot for uh, a bridal portrait shoot for Banff um Yay. for the summer. So which is going to be crazy fun and actually not a proposal this time. So <laughs> no ghillie suits so this time. So this is huh? not a style shoot, it's like a Yeah, it's for a bridal. um yeah, they're getting married in uh they're doing an elopement in the Bahamas in October. Oh, cool. So she wanted to do bridal portraits somewhere like totally different. The opposite. Alps. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like debating between the Swiss Alps and Banff and she decided to do Banff and found my work and she actually lives in Atlanta. So what? Yeah. This is nice. crazy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, got the contract and deposit and everything last week. So it's going to be hanging out in the middle of July up in uh, a much cooler, drier place again. And, uh, <laughs> But I also got an inquiry for a wedding in Calgary like a couple weeks before that. So I might kind of maybe make a long stretch of it. I don't know. That would we'll be see. awesome. Or at least okay. a couple trips. Sweet. But yeah, so that's really cool. That's actually the furthest out I've booked something up there so far. So like eight, nine, eight, nine months out. So yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. gonna put that out now. Anybody listening want to come hang out on the mountains? <laughs> um, let me take your picture. Not the Appalachian. Not the Appalachian. <laughs> Although that would be fun. I'd like to go. Um, and I have all these grand plans of like, you know, taking Jasper and going like hiking in the mountains and stuff. And I'm just like, he's sleeping a lot and I'm working a lot right now. So yeah. maybe, maybe come G. He wouldn't remember right now anyway. No, that's but you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I've been up to. Cool. What about you, Bill? Um, Not so much on like, personal stuff or anything like that i got a lot of studio c41 stuff that i've been working on um so mm-hmm. i guess i'll kind of jump into that a little bit mm-hmm. um so we got a store now and like merch, merch, merch. we got shirts in there now actually the first official studio c41 shoot some film dang it shirts <laughs> so i'm i'm so happy that actually we got that out like been waiting on like just you know getting the shirts finding the shirts and everything and like getting it printed onto the shirts like has been like you know a process that i've been really wanting to um you know go through and finally get it out there so like the shoot and everything was like oh my gosh this is actually going to happen and everything and then 
the images uh you did it by the way a fantastic job on those images yeah they came out really really cool yeah and and finally when before like that post went live on the shirts i kind of just i literally i sat back i was like oh my god we did it you know so (laughs) it's a good uh, feeling yeah it is it's a it's a it's a huge weight lifted off my shoulders as far as just like you know taking an idea a concept and actually like seeing it done right so um so yeah, you can uh for those that are interested in getting one, you can uh, go to the studio c41.net website and uh you can go to the shop portion of the website and you can actually pick up a couple things. You can pick up a coffee mug and a t-shirt, our new t-shirt. So, uh I feel like we priced them pretty well. Um I mean, I think yeah. I think the pricing on them with shipping and everything I, I originally wanted it to be targeted no more than $20. Yeah. Um, with shipping. Like, I, I know that, like, there are a whole bunch of other, like, film related t shirt companies out there and anything. And, you know, that when it hits $25, if for me at least, it's like, ugh, that's really off putting, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I really want to. <laughs> well, and it's like, I really want to support them and everything, but like, I don't know if like $25 just kind of hits a, like, I'm not terribly excited about it. So, so I want to stick to like that, that $20 marker with shipping and everything. So, all right. So, uh, yeah. So the next thing on the list is, uh, I did a vlog. Uh, actually, it was recorded a long ass time ago. Uh, we recorded it back in end of May, going into June, and it was a photo walk with uh Ed Conde. So wait, uh, like May was a long time ago. I've lost all concept of time. I know that was six months ago. That's I... terrible for a vlog. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, not in like geological sense, you know, like in the uh, age of the Earth. That's that's pretty recent. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. I needed that. No so, problem, man. All right, cool. Thanks. So I don't feel as bad. But yes, uh, so we did a little uh, walk down through uh, Cabbage Town, and we did some mural uh, photos with some half-frame cameras. Uh, so uh, Ed is uh, certainly a pro with those. And then he had the Lomo LCA uh, wide and the 120. So it was pretty fun uh, doing that whole little bit with him. So... Um, and I think the next thing is, uh, uh, oh, expired film project. Yeah. So news. people mm-hmm. have signed up for all that action. Yes, we have. Well, uh, so we had 56 and then we had a new listener that joined the Facebook group. I uh, saw that comment. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I just saw this and I just started listening to you guys. Can we join in? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, all it's right. not like we'll give you one, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's like, it's no big deal, honestly. It's like if anybody just recently discovered, I'm not going to like close them out because I still have a ton of expired film that I got to go through. And everything. I completely <laughs> so, forgot. I meant to bring my box of expired film today with me. That's no big deal. I mean, I drive by nearby your place yeah. anyway, so we'll we'll catch up with you if if I get close to it. So, um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, the registrations are closed now, and um. Now I just got to go through the list and uh, start pairing up film with people's names and stuff like that. And then we're going to start mailing it out pretty soon. Um, Fun. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I know. Uh, so of the expired film that I was going through, I actually have some expired APS film. 
Oh, nice. And uh, and I was like, okay, this is totally for Mike Gutterman because that's it's the hottest trend in film photography and it's taking the world by storm. So, sure. Yes. So. I mean, you know, my first uh, my first camera that wasn't just like a like ten dollar drugstore camera was a Kodak APS camera in. What did I get to that in seventh grade? Are we talking nice. like Advantix? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought Did they w- make film for Advantix? Anymore? No, they discontinued it uh five years ago, if not longer. It was long, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, it was while well, I was was it still while I was working at Wolf? No. It was a little after that. But okay. I want to say it was in maybe 2013, 2014. Yeah, I was gonna say close mm-hmm. to twenty twelve. I think it was right around that's sooner than I expected. <laughs> I yeah. thought that it would have been expired for a lot longer though. Yeah. But um Yep. So uh, I mean, there was one, there was one small little niche maker who was gonna talking about bringing it back, and I remember following them on Instagram, and then I have not seen anything from them in a long, long time. So yeah, what would I mean? What was the even the benefit of it? <laughs> like, so there so was there was no lead. Right? Yeah. So the the whole thing with it there there was some okay, it got a lot of crap because it was smaller. It's about the size of like a one ten negative. Okay. Um, a little bit bigger than one ten, but you know, very it's smaller than thirty five millimeters. So it never really caught on with professionals or anything. Um, mm-hmm. even though every major manufacturer made an SLR, like Canon, Nikon, Minolta, all had Advantex or APS SLRs. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the one of the things about it was was that you didn't have the film. After it was developed, the whole roll was stored in the cartridge still. Um, so you didn't have like cut strips of negatives. Yeah. Um, which is not ideal if you're actually doing like darkroom printing. But mm. um, for the consumer, it was this thing of like, no more having to worry about like your packages and strips of negatives everywhere. They even yeah. made like these little, um, basically, they looked like VHS cases almost, but like mm. little things that you could like fit like 10 or 20 cartridges and they all came with index prints. That they all had a very, it was, they thought it out really well as far as like each one had a serial number on it. So you can match that up to the index print and know exactly, oh, these are these negatives, this index print. I'm going to go back and get this Mm. picture printed out. And you could select three different sizes. It was like a four by seven aspect ratio instead of four by six. So Mm -hmm. slightly larger. Um, And then you could also make it a panoramic. Yep. Um, and okay, then, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, but it wasn't like a true panoramic, like an X pan, it was just cropping the middle of the frame. Yeah, mm. but the whole thing was that oh, you shot this as a panoramic, but you really want to print it as a full frame, you can go back to your lab later and get it printed as the full size. You can choose mm. your size even after developing. Um, and there was some cool stuff in there as far as like you could even it would write on the camera, certain cameras would write onto these strips of film in magnetic code the number of prints you want. And like all the stuff that was like, wow. you could you could dial this all in. So he yeah. was trying to make it as foolproof for the lab as possible. But so few cameras actually took advantage of everything you could do yeah. with the film. Yeah. And it was all of this, all of the labs. Like I just would hear from like Michael here at Dunwoody, and a lot of people would kind of gripe about back in the day when they brought it out because all the labs had to buy all this extra equipment, all these extra negative carriers. I was thinking it would need something it. else and yeah. something yeah. different to get it out. So and... there was just a lot of stuff that they had to like the manufacturers kind of force them to use to get with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it all came out. It was too little, kind of too late. It kind of came out in the 
like less than a decade before like digital kind of like ruled the consumer market. Yeah. So um, it just never came on. But they made true black and white APS film at one point. They made APS slide film. It was just all like one run of it, like yeah. from each manufacturer. And there was a really cool feature that I remember where like you could shoot up to like a certain frame. Oh, and yeah. Then certain cameras, you could rewind it halfway rewind through. Rewind it halfway through. And then let's just say the situation, lighting situation changed. You need to go to a different ISO film. You would rewind that film in, and then you pull it out. You put in another one. But let's just say you want to go back to that film. You can put it back in and it would pick up where you left uh, off. That is really cool. Yeah. So there were some really cool features there like were, that. It just, and there were some yeah. things like on the SLRs even. It had the same thing like a crop frame SLR has on a magnification factor on the lenses. Yeah. So it was like a 1.6 crop, I think. Yeah, so that and that's where you get the APS sensors and then full frame sensors. APS mm, came from the same format APS. size or roughly. Yeah. Yep, APS film and APS-C. Look at you guys teaching. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> but uh so that's, that's kind of cool though. I remember my sister had a camera like that, but um yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen the film around in a while. Yeah, yeah. They, they pop in here every once in a while. Oh yeah, you yeah. still get it. I mean, they still get it for reprints or developing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's most of it is the most recent stuff is less than a decade expired, so yeah. it's still hand shown, still developing pretty well. Yeah, cool. So, um, so the last item I got on uh, as far as the Studio C forty one news, uh, we got our hands on some of the ortho, which. Remind me, Jordana, I have a box around here somewhere. I got a roll of 35 millimeter ortho plus for you. So, Sweet. Um, so we're going to try to do a review on that. And uh, it's kind of funny because I'm going to have to develop a roll, t- roll or two uh, before I do the video. I'm going to have to do a couple test shots because I contacted Cine Still Film. And I was like, hey, do you guys know like how, because it is a monobath, the, the DF96, but the problem is, is like, T-Max has to sit in the developer a little bit longer than the other films so that, you know, you can really take full advantage of it because it just doesn't handle T-Max very well. Sure. Um, so I asked him, I was like, you know, well, what are the times for this ortho film? They're like, good question. Get back to us on that. You know, mm-hmm. or, that's or, surprising because it's the same ortho film that Ultras had in sheets for a long time. Yeah. And I mean, I, I done some like quick searching around and I didn't find any really testing it out so i'm um, going huh. into some uncharted waters as far as uh df96 on this ortho film so but if anybody has anybody's listening to this has already done the ortho film on the df96 please let me know so that way um i don't have to sacrifice a roll or two so but yeah. can you just because i still not use a monobath developer it's self-terminating right you don't you can't mm-hmm really over processing it correct yeah so like on and traditional panchromatic films mm-hmm. like generally it's like uh, let's just say if it's the first bath yeah three and a half minutes is plenty for for the whole process but if you left it in there for like four minutes it's not gonna, not gonna do anything yeah yeah okay but like because t-max the way that t-max is made you have to let that sit in there for almost double the time because it hasn't fully developed. Yeah, I would imagine it wouldn't be, it would be more of a fixing issue with T-Max because yeah. you have to fix T-Max longer than other films. Yeah. Uh, in City Still, uh, they have like a whole like separate set of documentation for T-Max okay. uh, films. Um, so yeah, I, I did that with the uh, Cat Labs um, uh, uh, X film 
uh what was it the well they're 320 or the the cat labs had the what was it uh the sheets or? yeah the, they had it in sheets oh yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah so, and that worked out fine at yeah, just the normal just, time yeah just the normal times and it was nice thick negatives and everything so and, but that stuff was still panchromatic film right yeah okay yeah so it was like their uh their take on a look of the old panatomic yeah um film, so, but. so but did they say like can you overdevelop in this or is it all because i know pushing is based on temperature right? right and and that's where the testing aspect of it goes because if you do it at 80 degrees uh fahrenheit at three and a half minutes it may come out thin and then you have to change the temperature in order to like get a really good development or gotcha. something along those lines. So, so you would have to potentially push it. I mean, you yeah. could do, um, it depends how in depth you want to get with this yeah. bill, but I mean, you could basically do some clip tests. Yeah. And I, I thought about doing that, um, but I only bought one little 35 millimeter and I don't know if I want to do clip tests with, um, with the 120. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I, I, ideally, I would do the uh, clip test on the uh, uh, with that developer. So, um, but I mean, I bought a whole bunch of 120. I'm just going to go out and shoot it, and I'll yeah. shoot one roll, develop it, and if it comes out great, you know, no big deal because it is ten shots. So I mean, it's not not the end of the world. So, but yes, you could you could certainly do a clip test. So now I'm wanting to look and see if like Massive Dev Chart has stuff for that on like hc 110 and other because i know ilford has chemistry and time for yeah it. they got it for their own stuff because like uh, yeah. the next call was ilford and i asked them and they said well back in the day we used to test all the developers out there but times have changed money is really tight and all that stuff so you know we only give the times for our developers sure so, yeah so the times were very similar at least in comparison for like our fp40 that we have here mm-hmm. um right along the lines of triax so i think um, as far as those particular times, I think we're going to see an okay with the normal development process. So that's my, my assessment on it. So. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. They don't have. Interesting. I have to look into that. Yeah. Um, cause they have, well, I mean, I have Ilphatech DDX that I use for pushing film already. Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm just getting into the weeds of like, what, <laughs> what am I going to do with this film? <laughs> well, let me, let me, uh, cause I have like four rolls of it. So I'll, you know, I'll mm-hmm. certainly do some testing around some that way. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering because, ooh, yeah, I don't know. Just, I'm thinking now cause like, um, <laughs> Pan F doesn't do super well in HC 110 yeah. because it's so contrasty. Yeah. So maybe this is along the same lines. I don't know. So we uh, will uh, figure something out. I will report back. So, and uh, I'll probably have more vague questions. Yes. And word of advice to people do not use a red filter on this film unless if you want unexposed images. Yes, that's right. It is not, <laughs> it is not red sensitive. Yes. So just a word of advice mm. for people that did not know that. So, um, so let's jump into the photo news we have a couple topics uh, hey um, news speaking of uh new uh film and everything along those lines uh fuji film i am freaking ready for this i, I mean i'm still sitting on my stock of of the original acros in my freezer but yeah. uh yes i need it um right now <laughs> and i just want it to be the same as the original um that's that's really it I don't care if they put a two on it or not. Just give me some more friggin' acros. 
So do you know, uh, did I tell you what I, uh, I did? Um, and I'm, I'm waiting to do this pretty soon. Um, well, I'm waiting. I'm just watching the stocks. I opened up an account for Amazon.Japan. Did you? I did. So Amazon.co.jp. So uh, okay. What does that mean? Does Fuji sell directly on food on Amazon? No, I don't think they do. Because I know Kodak doesn't. Yeah, uh, Kodak they they avoid Amazon. Interestingly enough, so I mean that's we get into a whole issue. Yeah, there's like, Amazon's know. delivery schemes. I don't like how they they handle that for retailers. So, but um, so yeah, there's um, uh, it is now available. Uh, shipped out on. Uh, on the twenty second, so technically that's tomorrow. But pictures are already coming out showing that people already have it in their oh, hands. Oh, do they? Crap, yes. I haven't seen that yet. That's yes. awesome. So uh, I am really excited about that. Um, so I, I'm gonna keep in my I'm gonna keep my eye out. Um, try to buy it. I know it's gonna be expensive as hell, but uh, I still have some Acros one hundred and one twenty that's still good in the freezer. My freezer, not J- Fuji Films freezer. And hey, <laughs> and um, and I want to do a comparison the two, and you know, let's let's see how the two compare against each other. And then I was uh, giving Brandon Remler a hard time, like you know, you should send me an X Pro three so that way I can compare it to your film simulation and everything. And he's like, no. So, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. sorry, Bill. No, no, he, he, he's uh, he he's open to the idea so um so maybe i don't know so when was the acros discontinued uh just last year yeah well, i already brought it back did yeah i mean it was a pretty big outcry about yeah. it they they announced so they just like changed their mind or this was their thing all along that's a that's a valid question i mean we can we can open up the speculation again yeah but you know i'm okay with speculating on it so this is the 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 freezer joke right because you thought that they just ran out of the original yeah but do you think they always had plans to make a new one so this is what i think um they made the announcement that they were discontinuing or they were going to be depleted uh, back in March of 2018, February, March of 2018. Yeah. And then it was October of 2018 where they said, that's it. Last batches of Acros 100 sent out. Mm. And then, um, earlier this year, I want to say they announced it in March again, that they're considering bringing back black and white developing it was a black and white film yeah and they they made the in, uh, official announcement on june, june 10th yeah, yeah of this year that they are bringing acros 102 back mm. and that it would be available sometime in the fall and then just recently they're saying it's shipping out on the 22nd which at the time of this recording is tomorrow mm-hmm. well in certain parts of the world, it's already the 27th. That's, that so is true. It is. We are living in the future, good sir. It is. Or the past, depending when you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're going to get caught in this weird time loop again. <laughs> and it's going to mess with all of our heads. We've had too yeah. much Halloween candy. Yeah. Um, in the press release with what Fujifilm said was that there was an issue with raw materials. So this is a Mark II film. It's not the same as the original Acros. 
there it was reformulated because um, there were just some materials that were just no longer accessible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I get it. I mean yeah. that that happens. That's part of the reason. Like you know, Impossible Project had to re-engineer Polaroid film and everything. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think that like as far as like the Fujifilm freezer theory thing. Like I think I think that. Um, they certainly had raw materials like pre-stocked and all that stuff. Yeah, and they and then, had they had a film production line yeah. ready to go. They didn't have, you know, that's not something you just kind of like on a whim build a whole coding right. system for a film. Mm. Yeah. So, if you could, then there'd be a whole lot more manufacturers producing stuff right now. Exactly. But the, so this is the, the only though now black and white film that Fuji makes? Yes. Yeah. Well, they never... Mm. I, I've so I've not been able to ever find like a concrete yes or no if they still make their chromogenic like their C forty one black and white film because mm. I think okay. it's still available in Japan but Fuji really? has like a few weird stocks that you can only get in Japan. Interesting, like their four hundred uh with like the Superior four hundred plus or something like that hmm. and like well there were some Fuji industrial films that they made yeah I know about and, the, yeah um but yeah they had a it was like the uh, Neopan 400CN. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's discontinued or not. Hmm. But um, this was the only true black and white film that they made. I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I think that they certainly hinted early on that they are looking at like this Acros 100 is just the start hmm. of like other black and white films. So I think that they certainly have done a reversal as far as their path because and they even accredited the commu- the film community as far as making it very apparent that what they're doing is a mistake so mm-hmm. um jumping on that kodak chain <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah so um and and we had a conversation on a previous um uh show where we had paul mckay from analog wonderland and uh m from emulsive and we were talking about you know, it's very interesting that digital photography is having this whole, like this whole downward shift as far as what's happening to their markets. And, and it's, it's shrinking a lot. Well, I mean, the digital point and shoot market has basically dried up to nothing. Yeah. And I remember when I was working at Wolf, there was like a big thing, like Canon had like a hundred million power shot cameras sold at like yeah. one point. And wow. like it was, yeah, I mean, point and shoot cameras were everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but because of iPhones and yeah, exactly, like, yeah. pixels and all yeah, that. and that's why these camera companies are kind of like falling apart at the seams now because so much was invested in in these cameras and these actual individual cameras. Now everybody's just using what they have on their phone. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's why so many of them have have so heavily invested in video. Yeah, um, because they saw how well Canon was actually doing and diversifying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, uh, M speculates that um, that Nikon is going to have probably have the worst problems uh, in the next couple of years, and he personally thinks that uh, Nikon will either shut its doors completely or make a huge shift as far as um, what happens to their digital photography. I mean, they're not wow. they're not diversified. No, so not, nowhere near as Fujifilm, Canon. Sony, uh, Sony you know, yep. yeah. I mean, that was the thing that happened with. Well, Minolta got out of camera manufacturing and focused just on. They're still around. It's yep. just you know, um, document printing and yep. you know, copying and stuff. Yep. yep. Hmm. Yeah, but um, that's so, yeah. I would. 
it would be sad to see, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think as far as like Fujifilm making a huge return on this film is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And from yeah. them being so staunchly kind of, no, we're not making new films to yeah. doing something. And uh, apparently, just according to the internet, to bring it back slightly, mm-hmm. the Neopan 400CN is only available in the UK. Um, what? It's not even sold in Japan. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, I, I might, let me see if I can actually corroborate that anywhere here, but it's maybe only sold in the UK, and it looks like it's a collaboration with Ilford. And some people are speculating that it's XP2 Super just Ooh, repackaged. Repack- so, Interesting. Yeah. Would that be legal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's collaboration. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. so you have things mm-hmm. like there's been film repackaging for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, things like the Agfa Vista um, film that mm-hmm. just got discontinued last year. Mm-hmm. That was just repackaged Fuji. Um, really? Yeah. It doesn't say... It's been a thing that's happened for a long time. Um, they don't have it printed on the actual film. It says Agfa Vista on it, but it's a film stock that Fuji makes and they buy from them and they, yeah. you know, put their mm-hmm. own printing mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. It's kind of like when you go to the store and you buy like store brand chips. This might be also made by Lay's <laughs> or something or, kind of like that. It's almost kind of like how <laughs> you buy one store's store brand chips and they're probably made by the same company making every store store brand chips yeah okay. and they just all have their yeah, own sure. kind of like label on it okay. yeah um, their own branding with sense. it i mean that happens yeah. yeah that's been going on for a long long time yeah i mean and that's kind of like the things like you know nobody will flat out say that kodak makes like lomo's 100 400 and 800 color film but they they do yeah the um, speculation is so strong that yeah yeah lomography is like mm. Maybe, <laughs> but it's made in the USA. Yeah. <laughs> so and it comes in a Kodak canister. Yes. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. The, the canisters have the different Kod- styles. They have the they're the ones that are like the clear with the gray top. Yeah. Mm, little guess. hints. Oh, I know. Little oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Outside, outside canister. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's not the only film that is uh, making a return to the market. Uh, Film Ferrania has uh, been releasing their P30 to the Italian markets. Which is exciting because I still actually have a roll of the first P30 sitting in my fridge that I've never never had a reason to shoot. Yeah. Um, I think it was from Secret Santa a year or two ago. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I I want... Dude, I've been back. I backed Ferenia on their Kickstarter, and I'm yeah. still waiting for my slide film. Yeah, and I will be patiently waiting. And one day I'm going to be surprised, and it's going to show up, and I'll be like, "Well, that's cool. I got to find something to shoot with this." And then I'll sit in my fridge for another year. Back in my day, I remember when I backed. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bill, are you okay? Are you? Uh... That was Rolly Joe complaining about you know um, the film not. Uh the kickstarter yeah anyway yeah um, so so yeah um anyway uh so it's really cool uh they announced that um they were doing a soft release to the brick and mortar stores throughout italy and then they're working on trying to uh do a worldwide uh release of that p30 so i did get uh i did buy a roll uh from a friend um uh robert lena's uh, he he had a role that he sold, and I, I bought that B thirty from him. Of the new run of stuff, the or? Alpha. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, um, so I'm really excited about seeing that. And I sent that over to Lena Bessanova. I was like, Hey, you need to go find a store. And she's like, I need to look into this. <laughs> okay, cool. I know. So, hopefully I haven't looked too much into it, but I know like the alpha was very much like, yeah, this is going to probably have some scratches on it. And this mm-hmm. is going to be a quirky alpha run of film. Yeah. Um, so it looks like this is actually going to be like a polished version of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And then good news from even though we were bad mouthing Lamography again. I'm not bad mouthing them. I'm know, just I'm saying joking. they like, you know, I mean, we're not talking about their their crazy crime of a camera that involves, you know, like putting a, a nice crab. Peanut butter and jelly. Exactly. Injecting your photos with a delicious crab bisque. <laughs> So, um, seriously, how oh, do you man. get it out? I'm not over this. I tried I'm so not, hard to get out I'm of it. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> okay. I'm trying so hard to get chunks of clam out of my camera lens. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. All right. So, Lomography Lomochromatropolis uh, is ahead of schedule. And, uh, um, and so I got the email because I backed them. Um, and so I think they said that their 120 will be. Uh, shipping out in uh, January and then 35 millimeters like the first week of December. Yeah, I think they even just on a regular email list sent out a thing saying it's coming soon. Go ahead and order it while you can. Yeah. So, uh, yay. I'm really excited to try it out. Yeah, definitely. So. I'm excited to cross process it. Yeah, we had a conversation about that. Hmm. We did. We did indeed. And we, and we and we should talk about it cuz yeah, yeah, should we? Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm no. yeah, no, no Jordan's like maybe we should have talked yeah, about. It. No, I, I think, don't know what that looked like. I was. think we should talk about it. So, um uh, Michael received a request uh a couple months ago where somebody said, "Hey, can you run my Lomo Chrome Purple through E6?" And I was like, "What? That that's weird." And um and so Michael explained to me that the Lomo Chrome Purple is just a slide film that is essentially cross-processed uh, in C41. And so, like, the colors are manipulated mm-hmm. to give that purple look, and because it's being cross-processed in C41, it really exaggerates on those colors, as yeah, you I mean, would expect with an E6. Exactly. I mean, every kind of, every different E6 emulsion behaves slightly differently when you yeah. cross-process it. Yeah, so, um, so I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So um, Michael told me that, it's actually really cool to see Loma Chrome Purple actually processed in the what he calls the correct process in E6, where you can actually see, you know, the modifications as far as the color balances that were mm-hmm. changed. Like it's much more muted, the desaturated and everything along those lines when you're processing it. I want to see. Yeah, he's like it was like more of an almond, almondy color to it. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it was really cool to. To hear that, so I have not seen it firsthand, but yeah, I'd certainly want to try that out and sacrifice a role and process the Metropolis uh, in an E6 and see what they did as far as color balances. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, uh, that's it for Lomography. We're not talking about their Lomo Mod One anymore because that was a couple episodes back. So. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep putting it out there until somebody tells me how to get the. The fluid out of that lens. I don't know. Maybe we should talk to Reflux. <laughs> Maybe we should that. about about setbacks and dis- and and I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah. 
setbacks sure. and disappointments. That we, we call it what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're they've had some troubles, man. <sighs> man, that feels for them. Every time when they put out this news that there's some kind of setback for them, I really legitimately feel bad for them. Like I, I know, like yeah. I know that like backers are probably the most understanding people because they understand what they're trying to do is like so important. But like, I mean, how many times? You know, it has to be tough to send another email to all these backers saying, hey, we had another setback. And so essentially this particular setback was a result of some kind of miscommunication between their firmware team and their hardware team. So it sounds like that there was some kind of software issue um, in getting this done. And uh, there was like a big walkout, like a whole team walked out on them and like uh, people were underperforming and it just seemed like that. Uh, they were just really having some hard times with that, but nothing was mentioned about their shutter because the last communication they made was that they were having problems with coming up with a good shutter device. Yeah. They didn't mention that they were having issues with their shutter device. So I wonder if they actually got, got past that, that hill. Yeah. So, I mean, there's progress and they, they reassured their backers. This is going to happen. This just this is another setback, and it's just like, geez, how many setbacks are these guys gonna have? And I all of the setbacks, <laughs> no kidding, man. But I mean, other there's been like personal setbacks for the guys involved with it, yeah. you know, outside of you know. But they said their lens is ready to go. I mean, they they have a, a native lens for this camera system well, that's because they had ready to go. what there was a trade show they had some lenses at uh, WPPI. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. Um, I think that um, that uh, it's just the natural progression of things. One of the things that I kind of learned where I'm now working at now, because we have like this agile approach to it, is, is called an MVP. And Emery's laughing here because Emery is my coworker. But uh, uh, an MVP is called the minimum viable product. And so when I look at this, what if they just started off with a simple mechanical camera? Rather than going with all these crazy, oh, and like the one that has like the XF XF file, yeah, and, and the know, Bluetooth yeah. and all that, like all that's really cool. But why didn't you guys just start just off with a simple mechanical produce, camera, like a new camera, yeah. and then the next iteration would have been the one that has all the cool Bluetooth and all that stuff in there? And I'm like, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty and everything, and they're certainly well. But would there it. have even been like a market for that? Because I mean, there is a lot of kind of just simple mechanical kind of or toy cameras or things like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like if I mean, if that's not their end goal, why, you know, why put any energy or time or I money mean, into something that? Yeah. You, know, I mean, you, I do, you do have I the aspect it. of it where you could basically it's adaptable to any lens system yeah is one big thing that Mm -hmm. i think is cool that they could have you know focused on even outside of the bluetooth stuff and everything too but yeah i don't know i mean at this point i just want there to be a new film camera in the market and i think that's where the the general like people are just kind of like i don't care what the gadgets are what features it has like deliver a new film camera regardless i mean there's a demand for it like who Kodak, uh, Ilford, and then Yashica all have these basically reloadable disposable cameras because there's enough of a market of people wanting to have something to shoot this film in and it not just mm. be a throwaway camera. Yeah. And mm. the way that it was explained to me was that we have regressed all the way back to literally like the cart and buggy approach as far as like 
film photography where nobody, everybody left it, right? So there, there is, this is our first iteration of cameras. So the investments that are required to go into creating a new camera are so expensive now that their first way of really tapping back into it is a simple plastic reloadable camera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, that's their first iteration. And that's kind of where I kind of realized with reflex that, that they should have gone with not necessarily a plastic camera uh, approach, but at least a simplified version Mm. of this camera that would have been enough to say, we've introduced a new mechanical film camera to the market right yeah and then and then that right there alone would have gotten everybody flipping out and then three months later once you've got all the funding you need and everything like that you've already mm-hmm. have the new tech going hey congratulations on that guess what our version two now has bluetooth and yeah because the stuff. bluetooth oh, and all that stuff doesn't yeah. matter if you don't have a camera to put it on right yeah that's true and, and it doesn't even really matter or potentially even appeal that much to the market yeah (laughs) i mean i don't have bluetooth on my rb67 right now and i'm perfectly fine with that sure that that's kind of the whole point why we shoot film we don't need that right so and i think that was just the whole like premise that it should have just been a version one let's get a version one out the door and then whatever we make on that let's finish off the ideas for version well i hope they're listening yeah i mean come on guys (laughs) yeah we uh we clearly got it all solved (laughs) um in our wild speculation yes um but as yeah wish them nothing but the best yeah and i don't know i'm just gonna continue to be patient about all this stuff um and as long as there's still film being made and people trying to make new film and new cameras and yeah i mean there's definitely momentum uh speaking of which have has there been anything from bellamy about his point and shoot that he was working on like no, a few he, years ago he hit that roadblock with the shutter yeah and like he went to copal i think he went as far as talking to copal yeah and like it, the attitude towards them was like if you came with us if we said you needed 13 million dollars to uh to start this project and you came up with 13 million dollars we still wouldn't work with you on it wow yeah okay that's not friendly no it's not and and so that's like the major barrier is like nobody wants to work with anybody like you could have all the money to do the funding to do this and they still won't work with you on it that's messed up it is it's incredibly messed up so um so yeah i think he kind of hit that same roadblock i'm and i'm kind of curious as far as once if reflex did successfully build uh, a shutter then I think that will be the gateway because there's there's so much behind Reflex. Like if they successfully created and built one, think about the opportunities that now Bellamy can talk to Reflex. Yeah, that and opens get components absolutely, and then it just opens it like what mm-hmm. Reflex could could potentially be doing and make a sh- ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is um is now they have components that they can sell to other people. Yeah. to get into a making other film cameras so exactly exactly so the potential there is huge so um so that is pretty much as far as the mechanical uh, or at least the film side there's a, been a little bit of a problem as far as setbacks with Kodak Professional 
Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so uh, they just dropped a um, uh, Facebook post and a Twitter post uh, at the time of this recording yesterday saying that uh, there was an issue with their XTOL, uh, or at least they received numerous complaints enough for them to make an actual announcement about this. Yeah. That there have been issues with inactive development with their uh, August and September batches, uh, August, September 2019 batches of developer, XTOL developer. Um, and so essentially they said, if you're having a problem with this, please let us know and we'll, you know, I guess... Um, they'll be able to replace it. And so, uh, so if you do have XTOL that is dated, uh, August to September of this year, uh, certainly give, uh, the folks at Kodak, uh, professional that, that is pro paper chem at kodaklaris.com and, uh, they'll send you a replacement. So, uh, certainly, um, take advantage of that. I know that they did a, they had a very good RMA process for the tmax 400 uh no tmax 100 yep yeah with the backing paper with the backing paper where they even took it like some people that bought it secondhand found out that their film was in there in the batch they still replaced it yeah i mean they've been it's unfortunate that it couldn't get caught up front but they've been very good about yeah. trying to do what they can to make things right yeah so uh and i mean i know like september you said it was august september was the batches? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean that's right around the time when they were rolling out like new Tentinol, probably. Well, yeah, like I mean they had the new um, formula for HC110 uh, and like yeah, you know right. um, right. new. There's a new package for Tmax developer, so like yep. a lot of new stuff was kind of coming out. So yeah. or just slightly repackage or reformulations of things. Yeah, well, and I think I have a personally I have a feeling that Tentinol may have been involved with that whole transition process. Sure. So, uh, cause they said that they were reaching out to their manufacturers for the developer and, uh, kind of made it very clear that they aren't the ones that, uh, that made this, uh, developer. So, uh, but speaking of Tentinol, um, they have released their first new product, right? They have, and it is the magic box. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> sounds inappropriate. Hey, what? The, get your mind out of the gutter, Bill. <laughs> For crying out loud. I was just thinking of bunnies and... Um, right? Okay. I mean, jeez, man. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. So, um, yes, Tetanol 1847. So it's not te new Tetanol anymore. It's Tetanol 1847 is the official uh, new business name for Hamburg, uh, Germany Tetanol. I like that. Yep. So uh, this is take, retake or taking an old um, uh, process that was used back in the day and then kind of reinventing it for a new purpose. So the magic boxes were originally used as like press kits, like they were supposed to be like single use or single role use uh, developer. So like you would be on assignment or something like that and you go shoot it and then you would be able to develop it like right there on the spot. And it's all already like pre-diluted and everything, exactly. right? Yeah. So, okay, cool. So you could be out in the film and or out in the field, excuse me, and just do something immediately. Yeah, exactly. And then um, so this is a solution for so they've taken that same product that they had back in the day and then they're aiming it towards people that are interested in dabbling with home developing 
Um, so like you're not having to buy a five liter kit or whatever and going, ah, I didn't like this process. Like your investment in getting started in this is pretty new. So uh, they've released this for E6 kits, uh, C41 kits, and then, which I'm actually interested in, is RA4. Yeah, that is interesting that they would, I, I want to know what the volume of that is. Is it for like a single 8x10? Is it for probably a 4x5? my guess for like doing like a paper direct, like a direct yeah. positive yeah direct color positive my guess. there's not any direct color positive paper out there though you can order them from um uh you can order them in sheets of eight by ten from uh like b and h and stuff like that of color because yeah. i know you can in black and white i didn't know there was any color out there yeah i think they have like the crystal archive um oh so of the, the fuji yeah. okay cool mm-hmm. that seems to me yeah but yeah, that is really interesting. I mean, and it's kind of the exact same thing of because Ilford has their simplicity mm-hmm. kit, which is like that. I think it's more than one use, but mm-hmm. yeah, the kind of pre-mixed little pouches and everything for giving people a, a taste. Yeah. So I think it's a really creative idea. I know that a lot of people were turned off by it because there are still a lot of people that are like, I still need Tentanol developer and all this stuff in five liters and they still have not tapped into making these kits back in five liters again yeah i mean so a lot of people are like do that first and it's like just be patient this yeah. is the first iteration right we exactly. we're talking about the first iteration of things this is their this is their small batch version of all that and i think that's probably like the perfect theme for like this entire episode as far as like what everybody is doing all of this stuff is first iteration stuff like small batch releases like Acros 100, still a small batch release because they're only releasing it to the Japanese market. Um, uh, Film Fronia, only to the Italian market. Um, you know, I think even with like Lumochrome uh, Metropolis, like they did a Kickstarter and like they already have like a successful batch of film that went out to beta testers ahead of time. So, like, I feel like, and then Reflex is still trying to get their first camera. Like, like all this, I think. I see this common theme that everybody's mm. starting off small, getting their feet wet and like trying to get started with something. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like the, the theme for, for at least the photo news in this. And that was completely unintentional to be honest <laughs> with you. Well, Hey, look at you putting a nice, you know, ribbon around everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's getting it all packaged up for the holiday season. Oh, look at that. Speaking of secret Santa. Hey, you got your secret Santa. Uh, I got up. matched. Yeah, I need to. Um, I need to actually go buy some stuff for him. Um, nice. But yeah, yeah, I did. I did get my uh, pairing for that. I need to. That's on my list of things to, to do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually had my person who's got me reach out to me with some questions and stuff already. So yeah, they're being much more conscientious than I am. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty excited because um I preemptively so speaking of like plastic fantastic cameras and stuff like that, Kodak actually makes a uh plastic reusable camera, but is not available here in the U.S. markets. Uh, I found it on eBay, and they're in Hong Kong in the Asian markets, and so uh, I was like, uh, yeah, this is kind of cool. I'll go ahead and yeah. order a couple. So I ordered a couple. So my secret Santa, uh, I will be sending out. To them, uh, a uh, Kodak M35. That's I what guess it is. it's not secret anymore. 
but they don't know. All these people are probably now going, geez, I really hope that. Yeah. yeah no. Either that or like, man, Pick I wanted me. something better than that. Mm-hmm. Ouch. <laughs> oh, man, this is garbage. Oh, man. come on. No. So, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll just send a pink rabbit suit to the. <laughs> what? what? Uh, are we talking a Christmas story? Yes. I've still never seen that. Okay, so good night, everybody. <laughs> you need to watch it, man. There's no excuse. They show that all day long on TNT. I don't have cable. Touche. All right, so um, so that's pretty much it for the phono news. Uh, is there anything that wasn't in the notes that you guys could think of? Yes, um, the Negative Supply uh, Company. Ooh, yes, yeah, that's right. They actually just announced their... Um, uh, their copy stand. Yes. Which I am really excited, actually, maybe even more so than the their scanning unit, which I'm sorry if you listen to this, AJ. Um, but I'm really excited for this copy stand because it looks really good. It's very simple, mm-hmm. but like very solid construction. Low really, profile. Real low profile. Yeah. Sit on pretty much any tabletop and like make do d- making doing DSLR scanning. I guess even with or without their actual scanner unit, yeah. um, with just a light table, so much easier than like what I'm doing now with having my tripod, like kind of mm. angling, bending over yeah. my uh, my desk. Yeah, mm. very cool. Yeah, I know. I again with first iterations, right? So they start off with a simple film advance for scanning and everything, and now that they have that was incredibly successful. Now they have these new products that are coming down the line. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic to see them actually come out. Cause I was like, okay, great. Congratulations. What else are you going to make now? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then they came out. I was like, Whoa, I did not see that one. Coming. Yeah. And so, I mean, they've I'm been impressed. hinting at like a, a beta of a medium format version of yeah. their, their scanning unit. And they yeah. had that, uh, they had that copy stand, on like when they were demoing it at like Photo Plus and stuff. So oh, really? so it was like totally right in front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I kept thinking, <laughs> man, that copy stand looks awesome. I want one of those. That's funny. And it's just yeah, it's it's really nice and small and exactly made for this. So yeah. I think it's going for about two hundred if you pre order it. Which yeah. I mean, yeah, it's this can all add up. But I think if you're doing a lot of DSLR scanning, it's a really solid system. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well. uh I think we're going to go ahead and head into our closing segment. Um, so according to this on the show notes, it says store is now live. Order your shirt. No, it says store is now live. <laughs> Exclamation point. Order your shirt. <laughs> so no do period. that. So do that. Please. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be real. Be real nice. They're I've heard they're uh, I've heard they're uh, they're really comfortable. No. Yes, Heather and Mark love them. They wear them all the time. Yes, quite, quite, so quite fashionable. <laughs> yep. So it is uh, for those that are wondering. Uh, it is not a tri blend. It looks very similar to a tri blend. It feels similar to a tri blend, but it actually is sixty five percent polyester and thirty five percent cotton. Uh, so, so very soft. Uh, yes. Luxurious, mm. <laughs> um, even. Yep. So according to my understanding from uh, Mark and Heather, they do run a little bit longer. So if you get like a large, it might run a little bit longer. But I think that's kind of like the design of it. So uh, that particular shirt. So if you do get it, just know that you have a little bit of uh, leg room. Arm room? Um, Torso room? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
tried. I mean, I guess maybe you could like do that like elementary school thing where you like, you know, tuck up like your legs and put the t-shirt over it, you know. Still do that. All right, hey. In bed. Hey, I'm not there you go. I mean, it, it's you know, get cozy. Yep. <laughs> So, um, no, the, uh, the, the t-shirts was, uh, again, I was saying it feels like a huge accomplishment and everything. And, um, you did a thing I did and, <laughs> and people are starting to buy them and I'm really excited Yay. and, and thank you to those that have purchased one. Um, this only feeds into the show. It, uh, help us do more things, help us do more things mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, come up with new ideas and stuff along those lines. So. Um, and, uh, leading into new things, um, the Patreon account, uh, I'm still working on that. I have not, uh, the, all the focus was on the t-shirt and getting that into our own store and up and getting that up and running. Um, and so, uh, uh, so I will be refocusing my efforts on getting that Patreon stuff, uh, up and running pretty soon. Well, it's about time. It is. (laughs) So, um, Oh, one thing I forgot about the T-shirts uh, for the Atlanta folks. Uh, if you order the T-shirts, you have the option to do a local pickup at Dunwoody Photo. Save you that shipping. Yep. Ooh, that was, <laughs> that, was, that, was that was good. Really good. Can we, can we sample that for any time? There's like an announcement. Please I think do. there was. I think there was enough of me. Like there was enough of delay that I can actually pull it out. I'm gonna make that happen, dude. Mark that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, but other than that, uh, I just again, I would just want to say thank you to everybody that is supporting us. Um, this just helps us to get the content going, and uh, only it only comes back to you guys. So, uh, well, that wraps it up for this episode. So we'll go around the table. T- we'll go around the table. Is it like a Toblerone? A what? Oh my gosh! Why are we eating that? This, I don't know. This Milky Way. They have I don't mean I don't like chocolate, but okay. you know what? Have we not gone over this yet? But do you like Toblerone? I don't. I've never tried a Toblerone. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I never have. Okay. Well, this is gonna. Change. He doesn't like chocolate. This will make you like chocolate. Okay. This is the best candy. All right. I will try. I mean, you know, I've, I've, they've certainly worked their way into the, uh, the cultural zeitgeist. So, I mean, I guess I should try. Definitely. Try this strange triangle shaped <laughs> candy bar. Can this episode be named something to do with candy? <laughs> All right, guys. So that wraps up for this episode. So we'll go around the table and uh, oh. give everybody's uh, social. So I'll start off with Steven. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> Steven, where's your. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. Actually, let me see. It's not the water bottle episode. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. And I've now I've taken us off brand. Um, Your social media, sir. Yeah, my social media is uh, on the uh, Instagrams. I am at Stephen Wallace Photo. Um, that is Stephen with a V. Uh, no, it's a PH. No, I, I honestly I've never looked up if there's a PH like Stephen Wallace Photo. Um, if there is, I think I need to find him, and we need to like somehow like have a feud that ultimately ends up in an unlikely friendship um, <laughs> and then we'll go on adventures and then that'll be like a spinoff of the studio c41 brand um so jordana where, so, can, you find your social media? where can we find you on social media 
Um, Jordana Dale. It's uh, J-O-R-D-A-N-A-D-A-L-E. Sweet. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, I promised I showed on the show notes here, Emery, man. So uh, as a thank you for helping us out, you get a shout out, man. All right. Yeah, my uh, Instagram is uh, Emery O Photography, uh, E-M-R-E-O Photography. Sweet. And uh, so you can find Studio C41 on Instagram at Studio.C41, Twitter, Studio underscore C41. We also have a YouTube channel. Just do a search for Studio. Studio. (laughs) (sighs) I'm falling apart here. You can find us on YouTube, uh, Studio. (laughs) Just go ahead. Just go ahead, man. No, no, you're going to say. Fine. I I was just going to relish in it, but that's. That's neither helpful nor edifying. So by the way, by the way there's I'm, a lot of Stephen Wallace's real on, Insta- on Instagram, but not photo. Okay, but good. Lots of them. All right. Well, you can find this on <laughs> YouTube at Studio C41. Just do a search for us there, and please subscribe and follow uh, there. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. So until the next one, shoot, shoot some, some film. film. Dang it. <laughs>